Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Oh my gosh, guys, the summer is over. September is just around the corner here, literally a couple of steps away. And the summer is just such an amazing season for so many different reasons. I love summer. Um, Even though I live in Florida and it's, you know, warm and sunny here all year round, there's still something magical about the summer. So I thought today would be a perfect day to talk about kind of this closure of summer and this opening of a new season, the fall, but also a new chapter in many people's lives as we enter a new school year. So today's episode is all about the five signs that you're too comfortable and need to take some risks. Okay. So some of you guys are listening to this and you're like, yes, I want to take some risks this year. And some of you are listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm still putting out fires. I'm still paddling. I'm still trying to row my boat to shore. I am not ready to take any risks. Whatever camp you're in, I want you to listen to today's episode to the end because it's going to have a lot of different perspective and insight into some areas where you might be getting too comfortable. One of the quotes that I love is life begins where your comfort zone ends. You know, we come alive when we're sitting at the edge of our comfort zone, when we're challenged, when we're pushing ourselves. And, you know, I recently, just a couple months ago, started working out again with my personal trainer. And every single time after we work out, I'm in pain the next day. My stomach's hurting. My abs are hurting. My legs are hurting. My arm is hurting. You know, a marathon runner once said, if you're not feeling the burn in your lungs, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Um, My trainer always tells me, she goes, it's always going to hurt after we work out because every time I'm pushing you further. So if it doesn't hurt, that means I didn't push you hard enough. So Some people hear they're like, yes, I want that. Give me the challenge. I want to embrace the suck. I want to push myself. And some of you are like, okay, I'm out. Goodbye. This is too hard. I can't deal with this. Please stay till the end. Because as much as you want to avoid the hardships, it's through the hardships that you get the joy. 
Okay. So let's go into those five signs that you're too comfortable and need to take some risks. Number one, you have mastered all components of your life. Okay, so you're an expert at everything you do now, right? You know how to make your coffee in the morning, to getting work done at the office. You've got everything down to a science. Everything is systematized. You're so good at everything that you do. It's almost as if you could do it with your eyes closed. And at first glance, it sounds amazing. Like, yeah, I got this, right? My, your life runs like a tight ship. You got every piece moving. You've got everything clockworked. Everything is organized. You know, you have everything that you need when you need it. And yet you still feel a deep running sense of discontentment and disappointment. And the reason is, is because you've mastered everything in your life, but you also know there's so much that you have no knowledge about. And when you know how to do something perfectly, there's no challenge left. And when there's no challenge, there's no reward. So yes, it's important to have mastery in areas of our life, right? We don't want to fumble in making coffee every morning, you know, or fumble in how to take a shower, or how to brush your teeth or how to pull out of the driveway. But there has to be a component of challenge because that's where reward is. And so if you've mastered all components of your life and you've got everything going and you, you could do life with your eyes closed, your routine, you got to change things up. You got to go take a risk. You're ready for the new challenge. Okay. So that's one. Number two, failure isn't in your vocabulary. Failure is common seen as a source of embarrassment, shame, and many people avoid it. And there are many people that actually pride themselves on never failing, or, you know, I've never fired a teacher, or I've never failed, or I've, you know, always succeeded in everything that I've done. But what you need to realize is that never failing has downsides. People who don't fail don't know the value of humility. People who do not fail regularly do not have the value of humility. The most humble leaders are the ones who are constantly failing, constantly, because that is how they develop empathy and understanding for other people's struggles. And when you don't fail, you don't have the humility. You have a giant ego. And so you lack connection and empathy for other people's deep struggles because you're always succeeding. You don't understand how someone else could be struggling. So what happens is, is that when you're not feeling enough is you look at the world from a top-down perspective. And so everything is a very limited point of view. And what's important to realize is that every success comes with mountains of failures beneath it. Failure forces you to learn what works and what doesn't work, which helps you grow as a human being. And that's why we're here, right? If you've never failed, it means you've never pushed yourself high enough. I'm going to say that again. If you have never failed, you have never pushed yourself hard enough. And you may be listening to say, oh, I failed before. If you're not failing consistently, it means that you are not pushing out of your comfort zone enough. You need to be constantly failing at things because that means you're pushing out of your comfort zone. I actually document my fail. So my failures, I actually told this to the team once and their eyes popped out. And I said this in a conversation, I think in one of our owners HQ coaching calls, where I said, I document how many no's I get. I document how many times I try something and I fail at it because I know that if I'm failing also, I'm also succeeding, right? I get to enjoy a lot of different success that we've had in the business. This podcast has been a tremendous success. So many listeners, so many downloads, so much viewers, so many uh, podcast reviews. 
But I also know that with every mountain of success, there's so much failure that comes underneath it. There's so much hard feedback that comes. People get disappointed in what you put out. Not everything I th- thing that I put out, everyone's going to like. And I have to remember that's part of the journey, right? People are going to give you that feedback. And so failure needs to be in your vocabulary to continue to grow as a leader. All right, so that's number two. Did you ever wish you knew exactly what to say to a teacher, to a parent, or someone from your administrative team in one of those hard moments where you're like, oh, God, I wish I knew what to say right now. How we say something with our choice of language, our choice of words, our body language, our intention, and the environment that we set makes all the difference to sustaining the School of Excellence. The Schools of Excellence Scripts Workbook is a 37-page document with scripts collected from 15 years of experience working in schools and early childhood leaders. These scripts are there to help you design and navigate difficult conversations in ways that builds great cultures. Some of the scripts that we have in this workbooks are talking points to invite collaboration and conversation. They are scripts to help hold your teams accountable. Scripts to invite veteran teachers to change and to grow. How to encourage more confidence in a teacher. And talking points for parents who don't want to follow school policy. And so many more. Each script is designed with either an email script, a phone script, or an in-person script. And it's specifically categorized to help you understand how to show up in that conversation. So you can enter the conversation with confidence and trust your decision making. For more information on our scripts workbook, you could go to khani.me slash scripts or click the link in the show notes. Number three, you have answers, but you don't have questions. I think this is the most important one. You have answers, but you don't have questions. No one knows everything. In fact, look at experts in any field. Every day they're figuring out answers while discovering new things in the process. One of the things that Mayor and I like to do is go and do different creative artwork together. So we'll watch, you know, a different uh, different cooking shows or we'll go and watch cooking demos. We'll watch artwork, glass blowing, pottery making, all these different mastery skill levels of art creation and creative work. Mayor really likes the creative process and the art, and I love watching masters of their craft. And the reason I enjoy it so much is because it's fascinating to watch them be so good at their craft, but also be so committed to the pursuit of constantly researching and asking questions. No matter how many decades they've been, these masters are constantly learning. And so whenever I go to these um, events and watch these people, I'm always asking them, what's your learning routine? Like, what's your practices for constantly up-leveling your skill? What do you do to constantly get better? So if you think you know everything, it's not that you're wrong. It's that you're not putting yourself in other areas where you don't know. The mindset is off. You need the mindset of asking questions. I tell this to all of our members when they join the directors in our circle, our owners HQ, our legacy group. And I tell this to all of my team members also, because I pay for training for all of our team members to go to different trainings based on their role in the company. And I always ask them, if you don't have a question for the coach, you did not push yourself that week. 
If you do not have a question for the coach, you did not push yourself that week. I tell this to every single one of our members. When we have coaching calls, when we have times to come and ask questions, if you don't have a question, you didn't push yourself that week. You didn't get enough on the field and get messy and move around and get your hands dirty. Because if you did, you would have a question. You would have a question. I meet with Todd every single Thursday, sometimes twice a week. Every single time I have a question. There isn't a single time that I've come to a support call in six years that I didn't have a question. And the reason for that is, is because I'm constantly on the field. So of course I have questions. So pay attention to your thought process when you encounter an obstacle. Do you shirk away? Does your mind start to turn with responding to, I don't know? That's really an excuse. A better approach is, how does this work? What question can I bring to my mentor, to the advisor, to my friend, to a colleague? Leading with questions rather than answers keeps you curious about the world. It forces you to reach out of your comfort zone to explore. And that's where more humility comes from as a leader. So number three is you have answers, but you don't have questions. Ask more questions. All right. Number four, you avoid any and all conflict. All right. Let's be honest. Most people don't like conflict, but most people would prefer to go on with their life and ignore conflict. And in the vast majority of cases, the decision to avoid conflict is usually not the right one. Okay. What we need to remember is that conflict and jumping in and navigating the conversation, navigating the difficult conversation actually brings you closer together. It actually creates a stronger culture. The deeper that you get into something, the deeper that you get to the root cause, that you ask the right questions, that you lean in with curiosity, that you try to really see someone else's perspective, that you have the emotional intelligence to hold your opinion and sit there and respect someone else's difference of opinion. That's emotional intelligence, like understanding you can have a different opinion and so can someone else. And each of your opinions are right for you. And so avoiding conflict and not getting into the hard conversations. And when you go into the hard conversation, you're not going in from a place of I'm right, they're wrong. No, you're going in from the conversation of I'm curious to figure out what's going on here. What is this person's perspective? How do they see this challenge? And then the last one is if your world turned upside down tomorrow, would you have any idea how to cope? It's very easy to coast by and let things be when someone else takes care of things in your life, right? Maybe you've worked under the same company for a very long time. If you're a director, you've worked on the same boss for a long time. Maybe you're in a relationship where your spouse makes most of the decisions or a family member manages your finances. Or maybe you've just kind of got stuck in this rut where like everything's working and operating and it's great. Like I don't need to touch anything. And so you slowly sink into this, you know, steaming warm bath of comfort. What happens if the plug gets pulled? Would you have anything of your own? Would you know how to rise up and say, okay, here's the new plan. Here's how I'm going to put my life back together. Here's going to be this new opportunity for me. The greatest comfort that you can have is living in the knowledge that you've survived discomfort again and again and again and again. And no matter what happens to you, you will always prevail. 
And so if the thought of, oh my God, if everything I have was taken away from me tomorrow, would I be able to pick up the pieces again? Would I be able to figure out my life? The only way that you can answer that question is if you have looked at failure straight in the eye, day in and day out for decades and faced adversity and fallen on your face and gotten your hands dirty. And so this is kind of that final one of like, really understanding, like, if you lost everything, would you know how to pick the pieces back up again? And I want to kind of close this episode with, we all need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. We all need to strive higher. We all are in the pursuit of excellence, right? You're listening to this podcast, The Schools of Excellence. And so for today, I want you to pick one of the things I shared with you, whether that's thinking about, have I mastered all the components of my life? Does failure need to enter my vocabulary? Do I need to ask more questions and have less answers? Do I need to embrace more conflict? Do I need to embrace more like options of like, okay, if I lost everything, what would I do? Would I be okay? And think about those things and then take action. Go do something you've never done before. Take the risk. You got this. Be a leader of success. Be a leader of excellence. Be someone who pushes out of their comfort zone. Because once again, your life begins where your comfort zone ends. Thanks for joining me today. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.